I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Today we head west with Tone Ranger. That's the name of Alex Simon, who is creating a mixture of electronic and desert southwest sounds that are a bit country and a bit in space. He has a new album called Desert Rose. But before we saddle up, I want to tell you about the Echoes Summer Fun Drive to keep the chill out going. You know, Tone Ranger, that's one of the reasons we have the Echoes radio show and podcast. It's to discover new music and share it with you. Have you ever tried to shazam an artist when you hear them on Echoes? It often doesn't quite work because they just aren't well known enough. But we think they should be. And if we don't do it, who will? I hope Echoes isn't the only one who will do this, but as far as I can tell, we're the ones doing it now. We're cherishing the early pioneers and exploring the new ones. That's why we're asking for your support to keep Echoes going strong. We want to discover more new artists who might blow your mind. And to do that, we need your support. Station fees cover barely a quarter of our budget. We need to raise $20,000 this summer so we can continue through to the end of the year and into 2023. You can help us do it by making a donation to Echoes right now. Just go to echoes.org and hit the support tab. That's echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S dot org, O-R-G. And I thank all of you for your support. And now, let's ride the trail with Tone Ranger. Get ready to hit the trail with Tone Ranger. That's the moniker of Alex Simon, who has been immersing himself in country gone psychedelic sounds for a long time. Now he's taken influences from the Desert Southwest, soundtracks, country music, electronic music, and more to create Tone Ranger. He released the album Desert Rose this year. Alex, Simon, and I share a bit of heritage. We both spun records at the same radio station at the University of California, Berkeley. It's an open format station, and that was just right for me in the 1980s and Alex Simon in the late 2000s. I had actually started on the radio as Tone Ranger when I was at UC Berkeley. I was on their campus station. I was just like a student learning radio. And um, I was on from like three to six in the morning, just like the most obscure slot. But yeah, I mean, I needed a handle going into it and I knew I wanted to lean into the, uh, the Western corrals and play them in this sort of amongst this other ethereal midnight music. And Tone Ranger just felt like it fit. came to Santa Fe about five years ago, I just sort of packed it all together. I had been dancing um, on some dance floors out here and just realized that electronic music can really hold a lot.
He wasn't just spinning records at Berkeley, he was also getting a degree in music. He'd played guitar in school bands, but had never really studied music formally. It was the crash course that I needed. And from there, the gates were just kind of opened. I had had this imagination for music and music from all over the world. And music from soundtracks, those early spaghetti western soundtracks were very formative for me. But in terms of how to construct that, put that together, that finally came with the university education and just started making it. And picked up some multi-track equipment and I had this little basement studio and just had musicians over, was recording them and, and multi-tracking myself, trying to bring things to life. This music didn't start emerging until his eponymous debut EP in 2018. Speaking to Alex Simon from his home in Santa Fe on the Riverside.fm app. Even sitting down, you can tell he's tall and lean, with long brown hair pulled back into a ponytail. He wasn't into electronic music in the beginning, being around 13 in 2003 and playing guitar. He was influenced by the School of Rock. He didn't attend that school, but he saw the Jack Black movie. You just grow up with it. I'm from Southern California. It's classic rock radio. That's all dad's playing. That's all anyone's dad is playing, and mom's for that matter. I was just absorbed in it. That was my first template of what big music sounded like. The movie actually started this movement, which I was actually involved in as a teacher as well, of like kids in school as part of their curriculum coming together to play in a band and having that be led by somebody or having guitar club after school where people would jam on a Rolling Stone song or something. That background with music played by hand with all its attendant physical dramatics made him doubt the value of electronic music. I was pretty reluctant for a long time. I wanted to stay as natural instrument as I could for as long as I could, but eventually succumb to the beat, succumb to the groove. It's just what makes people move. He found a way to bring these streams together through house music. That's the branch of techno that's more grooving, seductive, and slower. House is a really open format. The metaphor that I like to use is it's like a house. You can decorate it however you want. I sort of had this desert house thing in mind, and I've been plugging away at that for the last five years, blending in some of those field recording soundscape elements with the things that make people move out here. Um, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, places I've been playing a lot. Just all kinds of instruments from pedal steel to nabbing some session players around here who play violin, mariachi trumpet, 
etc opera singers um, so yeah my music at the moment is an amalgamation of all those things Ennio Morricone's scores for the Sergio Leone Spaghetti Westerns of the late 1960s was a major influence on the sound of Tone Ranger. Go to Palomino. There's no doubt that that comes from the Spaghetti Western world. Absolutely. I had taken a film class in high school one summer, and Once Upon a Time in the West woke me up entirely. That's really when I understood the power of orchestral music, period, because they had these Metallica-sounding electric guitars in there. It was just, it was such a cool synthesis of things. And of course it's a reference. can hear in that track that Alex Simon uses a lot of sounds that we've kind of grown accustomed to as cliched western movie effects. Besides harmonica and telecaster guitars and reverb, there are crank ratchets, rasps, woodblocks, Mexican trumpets, and other signifiers of western movies. I play fairly unusual instruments. I mean, just having a pedal steel up there, I think, makes me the only, it's not the only guy in electronic music that's ever done pedal steel. There's a bunch, but in this realm of like the dance part of it, really integrating that is something very different for people. I whistle, play harmonica, lean into the spaghetti western performance style, of course, play guitar. On a track called Magico, you can hear what sounds like a musical saw, but that's an electronic instrument and in part of Tone Ranger's aesthetic. That sound is more like a theremin to me. It's actually a little more sci-fi to me. And I think that I exist at some sort of nexus between spaghetti western and sci-fi. And that's a little bit more of a nod to that if I'm being conscious of it.
Alex Simon sees the Desert Rose album as part of a bigger musical cycle. Desert Rose is part of an album cycle called Peaks and Valleys. Now, Peaks and Valleys, that's the sound. It's music that has this peak energy, this euphoria, this very outward, the horses running through the desert under blazing suns. It feels like you're running, and then it's the valleys. The absolute stillness. You just hear crickets for a little while. We're at a point in the journey now, just releasing the first volume of it, where we're we're establishing ourselves on dry land, but that's soon going to go into water. And when we go into realms of, you know, night sky, forest, water, everything, we're going to be hearing more of the ambient, just meditative side of life. It's going to harmonize with that way of being. sound of Tone Ranger isn't easy to pin down. We call it ambient Americana. Others might call it ambient country, but it's also been dubbed something else by music critics. I think it was Electrocana. I guess that's how it would be pronounced to get the Electro and the Americana. I just, I, I saw it in a review that somebody had sort of blended those things. Yeah, I mean, people really have to synthesize a few things in order to describe what I do. you call it, Tone Ranger definitely creates a landscape in his music that will trigger a lot of references for many. While we wait for the next part of his Peaks and Valleys album cycle, the first is here, Desert Rose. I will have a link to Tone Ranger's latest album, Desert Rose, in the posting for this podcast at echoes.org. Next week in the Echoes podcast, I've got a band from Siberia who has been blowing my mind for about a year now, Otakin. Don't forget to donate during the Echoes summer drive to maintain the chill. Go to echoes.org and click the donate button. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes podcast from PRX. See you next time, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want.